Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Oh, glory, glory, glory. All right, all right, all right. So let's jump right into this. Let me, I just want to do a little recapitulation. I don't have time to go through all of that, but I got something to share with you. You want to hear it? Let's go to Genesis chapter 22. And I told you this particular message, I got to give you a lot of scripture. And uh, with a lot of scripture, you know, it takes more time, but that's okay. I don't care if it's next summer when I finish this series. We're going to get through it. Amen. I'm going to start reading while you turn now. Genesis chapter 22. I just want to share some more things about this lamb, if you don't mind. It says, and it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Somebody say tested. See, see, he didn't tempt Abraham because God can't, he don't tempt. He tests. When you're tempted, you're tempted by the devil. See, tempting leads you to sin. Testing leads you to righteousness. So you better know the difference. God don't tempt you. He's not going to tempt you with sin. That's, right. That's not God's motive. That's not his operandi. That's not what he does. God will test you, though. But what the Bible said, when a man is tempted, let him say he's never tempted of God because man cannot. He don't do that, right? When you're tempted, you're drawn away by your own lust. You ain't drawn away by God. You're drawn away by your own lust. Every man and woman, you're drawn away by your own lust and enticed. The devil is not going to show you something you don't want. He's going to show you what you want. Right? Right? Amen? Come on, saints of God. He's going to show you what you want, and he's going to tempt you to sin. He will never lead you to righteousness. God will use that temptation and provide a way of escape to lead you to righteousness. But you need to know the word of God so you'll know that way. Come on, somebody. Too many people get caught out there and you don't know, you don't have enough word to get you out. Amen. Can we keep, can we keep going? So God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. John 3, 16. So God so loved the world that he gave what? Only what? Begotten son. See, see, in this picture, this is a foreshadow. This is a fore- Abraham is a foreshadow of the father. Isaac is a foreshadow of Jesus. Abraham had to take his beloved son yes. like God took his. That's right. Are you seeing the parallel? Yes. He said, take now your son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show or tell thee of. Now, the, the, the word Moriah means the Lord is my teacher, because God is getting ready to teach us something. <laughs> when God gets ready to teach you something, he'll take you to a mountain. Good gracious of life. I have, I, man, I'll tell you what, every time I've learned a good lesson, I learned that lesson at a mountain. <laughs> Boy, when I saw that thing, I was like, Lord, there's is no way. Uh-uh, I can't. But God had to teach me something so I can conquer the mountain because I was always told to climb it. But God didn't tell you to climb no mountains. He said, speak to the mountain and tell it to move. And we got people climbing. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, God, I'm so tired. When God didn't tell you to climb it, he told you to speak to it. Yeah. If it hadn't moved yet, stay where you are. Stand still so you can see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. 
Let me got too many. You're moving too much and won't let God do what he needs to do because you might not be prepared for the promotion yet. Oh, no, oh, stop it. Let me keep preaching. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his asses, and he took, and y'all all right with that? I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to watch the translation. You <laughs> Y'all all right with that? What is it? Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jeez. jeez. <laughs> well, y'all grown, so <laughs> hallelujah. Don't get me, back. Don't get me, mama. <laughs> and so he saddled his asses, and, and, and the lad and I will go. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, y'all got me messed up now. So, <laughs> so Abraham, he rose early in the morning and he saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he, check this out, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Look at verse four. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off. Now, let me, let me, let me see. He, he saw the place, but he wasn't quite there yet. See, see, oh boy, let me, let me, oh, write this down, write this down, then I'm going to get into something. Write this down. You will never be in the right place until you get a vision of the place you need to be. Let me say that one more time. You will never be in the right place until you get a vision of the place you need to be. The Bible said Abraham looked and he saw the place afar off. There are some of you in this church right now, you see it afar off. You've seen it. You've, you've seen it in your spirit. You're not in the place, but you can see. Abraham was following the plan of God. So he, all he did was obey. He didn't even quite know where to go. Sometimes you just got to move when God tells you to move. And if you're trying to wait for God, okay, I want you to be my GPS system. And I want you to tell me when I need to turn left, when I need to turn right, what street I need to go down. And give me the address while you're at it, God. And God says, go. Well, wait a minute, Lord, I don't know the address. He said, go. See, what you got to understand is God knows the address. Good grace. He, he don't, he's not concerned about if you know where he's sending you. He wants you to obey. If you can obey God when you don't quite know what God is doing in your life, then you can obey God when he says no. No, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. See, see, here it is, here it is, here it is. Let me just go ahead and break this thing down. See, we like to serve God when he blesses us. See, that's what servants do. But see, when you are a son, <laughs> can, can I clean something up for you then? Since we say we are sons, the Bible says God chastens the son. That means discipline. And he said, if I don't discipline you, you become illegitimate. Whom the Lord loves. Hello, somebody. The stuff you're going through is because you are a son. And I'm talking about men and women because the Bible said they that are led by the spirit of God, they are the son. It's not gender bias. This is spirit. Put your hand up and say, I am a son of God. Then when God comes on your behind, take it. 
Otherwise, you become a bastard. I'm just telling you like it is. If you're not his, if you don't know who your dad, you need to know who your daddy is. You need to get around people that'll make your baby leap. See, you get around people, ain't nothing leaping on the inside. You need to get around some folks that'll make that Holy Ghost baby inside of you leap. You need to get around some folk that believe some stuff. You need to get around some people that got some faith. You need to get around some people that know how to pray in the spirit. And when you get around, oh, the baby leaps inside of you. Good gracious, that's what I'm talking about. You better preach it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? See, you got people you get around and they make you depressed. Stop getting around them. Sometimes when God is ready to do something amazing in your life, it's when you're the most confused. Abraham was going to the place. He saw the place afar off, but he wasn't quite there yet. See, you got to get a vision. Oh, my God. You got to get a vision for your life. The Bible says without a vision... The people perish. Can I give you the real understanding of that scripture? The Bible says without a revelation from God, the people cast off restraint. The reason America is going haywire right now is because America has cast off restraint. Why? Because America is not following God. We can talk about racism all you want, but until you start talking about sin... That is the root of it. Until you get down to the devil and his minions, you're not really ready to tackle what's going on in America. That's why you don't need a president to do it. You don't need a senator to do it. You don't need a congressman to do it. You don't need a governor to do it. You don't need a mayor to do it. What you need are strong men and women of God who understand the word of God that can preach. Come on, somebody. That's what we need right now. We need, we need some men of God to stand up flat-footed and stop punking out. We need somebody to say, you know what? You might not come back to my church, but I'm going to preach truth anyway. You got to get a vision for your life. Have you ever noticed people who don't have a vision for their life, they infect and affect people in a negative way? See, they don't know where they're going. So they want to stop you from. See, y'all, y'all don't want to talk to me. Y'all don't want to talk to me today. Can, come, let me see. What are single ladies at? Single ladies? Let me. Where are single ladies? Come on, come on, come on. Single ladies. That's all right. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. If you ain't married, you single. Come on. If you, if you ain't married, you're single. Where are the single ladies at? All right. Let me let me talk with you for a second. Where is that brother taking you? Well, well, I'm just, I'm still trying to figure it out. Leave him alone and let him figure it out. Because if he don't know where he's going, then you don't know where he's going to take. All right, y'all play with me if you want to. I'm just trying to tell you now, don't, don't, don't mess around there and say, well, I can change him. No, you can't. You ain't changing nobody. You better change yourself. The first thing you need to change is understand that he ain't the right one. Am I talking to the right church? See, it's, it's better to make that decision now than to go ahead and do what you said you was going to do, and then you get out in the middle of it, and then you say, <laughs> Lord, help me. No, you should have made the right choice. There are always flags. If you save, God gives you flags. If you're not saved, I can't help you. 
But if you're saved, you got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will give you flags. Listen to the Holy Ghost. If you ain't going to listen to the Holy Ghost, listen to your family members. They're trying to tell you, girl, he's crazy. Now, let me move on. The reason this nation, and can I get a good, good and ghetto today? The reason this nation is so jacked up and tore up from the floor up is because the church is not where the church needs to be. See, we, we too busy trying to capitulate to what the culture wants so that we can seem friendly. I, I ain't interested in being friendly. Friendly is not going to save anybody. You got to give people the gospel. The gospel is counterculture. What does that mean, Pastor? That means the culture is always going to be diametrically opposed to the gospel. So when you preach the true gospel, oh, yeah, you should upset some folks. Why? Because the true gospel legislates your lifestyle. Uh, see, we don't want to talk about that, do we? We, we? we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. No, no, we're supposed to live like we want because I love him. Love ain't got nothing to do with it. I, 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 if you love whoever you want, I don't care. But do you know Jesus, really? Because if you love him, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my command. See, 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 don't want to talk about that part. Well, God is a loving God. I just don't like that Jesus. Well, hold on. Without the shedding of blood. And if you don't know Jesus, you're not saved. And if you're not saved, you're not going to be in the, inherit the kingdom. I think all that goes together, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? And see, that's what's wrong with this nation. Let me tell you a little bit about what the Bible says about a nation. Are you ready? The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness, Proverbs 14, righteousness exalts a nation. When a nation fails to be righteous, that's when it goes down. Look at our nation today. Look at corporations today, lying, they fix the books, they cook the books, and then the CEOs get off with millions while everybody who did the work are broke. Uh-huh. I said righteousness exalts a nation. Look how corrupt our government is, and that's on both sides. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. They all crazy. They all, they all crooked. And while you bickering with one another, they going to dinner together. You better get your little life together. And know that ain't no president control your life. I don't care if the president is black, white, or Hispanic. Don't no president control my life. I control my life. You control your life. You better control your own destiny before you put it in the hands of somebody else. Stop all this nonsense. You better know who your daddy is. Trump ain't your daddy. Y'all act like Trump got all his power. Trump don't have no power. God has the power. So why are you complaining about Trump? What are you doing? What are you doing for your community? Well, he need to do. What are you doing? What are you doing for your church? How much are you giving? Are you paying your taxes? Oh, no. See, y'all don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. No, no. Y'all don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. No, no, no. No, I'm bringing you, I'm bringing you back where you need to be. You better put your principles before your politics. I don't care who you are. You can be a Democrat or Republican. If your policies don't line up with my beliefs, I'm going off on you. Oh, no, no. That don't, no, no. I know that sounds good. It sounds good to your constituency, but that don't line up with the word of God. No, I won't support you. No, you're not coming to my church. No, I just want to come and just, no, you ain't coming to my church. 
No, brother. Wait a minute. You just passed a policy that it's okay to kill babies? No, you ain't coming to my church. Amen. The Bible just said life of the soul is in the blood. Yes. You better recognize what the Bible says. At the moment of conception, there's blood. I don't care if it's really a fetus. Okay, I don't even know why I'm getting on this. But since I'm out there, listen, 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 listen. Here, here, here's, here's the deal. If a woman is pregnant and you kill her and the baby dies, why do they say it's two murders? If it's just a fetus and not a human, why would they say it's two murders? Well, that's just, that's just, that's just gunk. No, it's a human being. See, let me tell you why it's human. Not because science says so. It's human because of the blood. Leviticus 17. The life of the soul is in the See, I don't, I, don't, I don't follow somebody's program. I follow the word of God. Saints, we got to get back to this word. When Jesus cracked that sky open, you realize that they, 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 all of these politicians, they all going to fall on their knees? All of them. It's going to be too late. Now was the time for us to talk to them about truth. Before it's too late. Can I, am I talking to the right people? Can I give you another scripture? The Bible said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. See, when people don't have a vision for their own lives, they're always susceptible to try to stop you from accomplishing anything. You better check your friends. You might want to read my book and read the chapter on the company we keep. You better watch the company you keep. Can I, can I give you some more word? All right, give me about 10 minutes. I'm going to wrap this up, and I have to get the rest next week. Is this all right so far? All right, so can I give you some more of this word? Let's, let's, let's look at some more. And so verse 4 says, Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the asses, that the lad and I will go yonder. We'll go yonder and worship, and we will come back again. Did you notice what Abraham said? Abraham told the two young men to stay with the donkeys. See, can I help you? Everybody was not meant to go. Some people in your life right now, you got to tell them you need to stay with the donkeys. Now, if it was a lot of grown folk in here, I would have said the other word, but that's all right. right we all know a donkey. Y'all know the same thing, right? And see, some of them act like one. You want to recognize them? They say, always, always trying to do something for God. That's how you recognize them. Every time you say, well, the Lord wants me to do this. You can't, you can't do that. The Lord has called me into the ministry. He ain't called, he ain't called you. Somebody says, stay with the donkeys. You better recognize who need to be around you. Everybody is not destined to go when you're going higher. Come on, somebody. When Moses went on the mountaintop, 
He didn't take everybody with him. He took Aaron and her with him. Joshua stayed down on the battlefield. When Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration, all of the, all of the 12 disciples didn't go with him. He took the three. Everybody can't go with you when God is taking you higher. Amen. Yes, John, that's good, boy. I'm telling you, we have learned when you go higher with God, it's time for you to narrow your circle. Everybody laughing and skinning and grinning in your face ain't happy for you. Write this down. Don't try to take people with you who were not destined to go. Don't try to take people with you who were not destined to go. Lot went with Abraham, but God never told Abraham to take Lot. And if you keep reading the story, Lot became a thorn in his flesh. You can't take everybody God is telling you where to go. They may not understand. You take people to make the baby leap. I said you take people to make the baby leap. You know what the baby is, right? That's that holy thing that God placed inside of you. That when you hear the right voice, when you hear the right voice, when you get the right encouragement, it makes your baby leap. See, that's what I want you to do, what happens in here. See, listen, see, this, oh, Jesus. Judah had a son named Ur, and Ur did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord killed him. Well, it was customary at that time that the brother would marry the wife so that they can conceive a seed. All right, stay with me here. Ornan was charged to go in and lay with her. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what lay is, right? And they ain't just talking. And I don't mean lay like lay, your name, but I'm lay like lay down. Y'all know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So Ornan was charged to go in and lay with her for one reason, so that she can conceive. Right. But the Bible said that when he got ready to, he pulled out of her. And what did he do? He spilled his seed on the ground. Well, that was not what he was there for. God killed him. Why? Because he wasn't there for stimulation. He was there for impartation. And see, we got too many people. You know, these people in the pulpits are too busy trying to stimulate you without imparting something in you. See, I want to make you pregnant with something. So when you leave this place, you get around somebody else and you go, oh, God, my baby is leaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because I ain't here to stimulate you. I'm here to impart something in you. I'm here to make you pregnant with something. Yeah, you might go and say, oh, boy, we had a good time. What the pastor preached, but we had a great time. But what did you learn? Ooh, we shouted around the church. But, but can you tell me what he talked about? Boy, I tell you, it was a great service. Are you pregnant? Huh? What are you? Let me just ask you, saints of God, what are you pregnant with? Because, see, we're talking about spiritual, so a man can be pregnant in the spirit. If you're not pregnant, you might have a blood clot. Is this good? I got one little piece to give you, and we're out of here, okay? Are you ready? Are you sure? (laughs) Verse 6, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took the wood 
and laid it on Isaac's back. He took the wood. He put the wood on the son that was beloved. So he took the wood for the burnt offering. He laid the wood on Isaac's back on the son that he loved. Okay, can we keep reading this book? Okay, let's get this book is amazing. He took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand, this is Abraham, and the knife, and the two of them went together. Now, Isaac is not a dumb child. He's a smart boy. Check this out. Let's keep reading. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father? <laughs> See, see, I'm saying, you know, you, you like, you see everything going on, right? You know about sacrifices, and so you know something is missing. Somebody said something is missing. So, so Isaac is not a dumb kid. Isaac says, my father, um, I have questions. <laughs> he said, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, uh, I see the fire. <laughs> and I see the wood, <laughs> but where is the lamb? <laughs> you said we can already go sacrifice, and you can't sacrifice without a lamb. So Isaac says, the, the, I, uh, "Something's missing, Daddy." What? What's up? Right? I see the wood. I see the fire. Where is the sacrifice? See, you're already ahead of me, right? Because you know the wood foreshadows the wood and cross that was on the back of Jesus. Right? Y'all saw that, right? Because this is types and shadows because this is a prophetic word about Jesus Christ carrying the cross. Abraham is a type of the father. Isaac is a type of the son, which is Jesus Christ, who carried the cross of Calvary on his back down the Via Della Rosa up to Golgotha's Hill where he died. Some people call that Mount Calvary. Hello, somebody. So then he said he saw the fire. Well, what does that represent? That represents the fire that God allowed to come into the body of Jesus called sin. Because Jesus never committed sin. Sin had to be placed in it. Come on. I always tell people he never committed sin, but he had sin. He had the sins of the whole world. See, the father had to allow the sin to penetrate Jesus' body. So that's the fire. What's the knife? Well, you remember when he was on the cross, they, come on, somebody, they pierced, they pierced his side and forthwith came out blood and water. But something was missing. It was the lamb. This is a beautiful story to teach us that the Old Testament was just rolling sins away. There, but, there, but there was coming a lamb that would take away the sins. All right? Can we read a little bit more of this book? Okay, I'm going to try to finish this little lesson up, and then we're we out of here. Are you, are you ready? Check out what the dad said. Check out what Abraham said. Abraham, verse 8. Abraham said, my son. He wanted to reassure him of the love. Come on. Come on, somebody. He said, my son God will provide for himself the lamb. God will provide for himself 
the Lamb. Let me say that one more time. God will provide for himself the Lamb. Now, we always say Jehovah Jireh, but in the te- when the Bible, there's no J sound in Hebrew. It's Yahweh. It's Yahweh Yireh. Yahweh Yireh means the God who sees and provides. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. See, see that's why he said God will provide himself. Well, what's himself? His son in himself. Himself is in his son. And his son is the Lamb of God. Are you with me, saints of God? Yeah. Boy, isn't that pretty? I ain't done yet. All right, let's read the rest of this book. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Abraham was all in this thing. There was no hesitation. Abraham wasn't trying to figure it out. Abraham was in complete obedience to what God told him to do. Let me tell you something. It might be hard to sacrifice something that you love. You might love that house. You might love that car. You might love where you are. But if you are not willing to sacrifice something that you love, you are not ready to see God on a whole new level. Hello, somebody. Abraham was all in. Somebody say, I'm all in. in. He was willing to sacrifice something that he loved. But the angel of the Lord, verse 11, called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham had to call him twice. Because Abraham was all in. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know you fear God since you have not withheld your son. Something precious. See, the moment you try to withheld something precious from God that says he wants it, then you're not ready for God to move in your life. Amen. We, we had a custom-built house. This house was bad. It's the baddest house we ever lived in. That house, boy, if we could have took that house and somehow just had that, that little ray to make it small and put it in our pocket <laughs> and then bring it here and just find us a plot of land, throw it out there, hit the ray on it, it boy, that would have been ideal. This house was Bad. It had all black marble in the bathroom. It had skylights. Oh, ooh, God. It, ooh, it, wasn't that house bad? But the Lord couldn't move us to Charlotte until he moved us out of that house. See, you got to be willing to sacrifice something that you love. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When they put that sign in that yard, we cried. I was like, Jesus, this is real. It made it real when that sign went out on the yard, right? (laughs) Listen, sold like that. It's custom, right? So we went from a beautiful custom-built house to a 900-square-foot bug-infested place. But God was trying to get us here. See, sometimes you don't understand how God moves. You just need to keep moving. All of that happened. Elaine Elaine lost her job there. She was a director. She had over six-figure salary, company, car, everything. Everything gone overnight. Car gone. We didn't have a car. We had one car, and one of my my precious brothers from the church gave me a Saturn. Y'all know what a Saturn is? Y'all ever heard of Saturn? They don't even make them anymore. It's probably good that they don't, but... 
I had an old Saturn. Man, that thing was old, but I was happy for it. Amen. See, when you're happy for something, when you have nothing, you know how to appreciate something, right? That thing was so bad. Let me tell you, that thing was so bad. At the stop, at a, at a, at a, when the light turned red, I had to turn it off. So y'all laughing. See, how y'all laughing at me? See, see how they're laughing at me, Pastor T. You laughing too. They just can't relate, right? They can't relate. So, so why? Because it would run hot if I sit still. Ain't lying. At the red light, it would run hot. At a stop sign, I had to do a rolling stop. <laughs> so y'all don't know. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. So when people see, yeah, I might be driving something nice. I can afford it. But you might not know what, I, what we've been through. Amen? You might not know that I've driven a piece of crap. So now, now I know how to appreciate something that's nice. See, a lot of times people want something that's nice, but they're not appreciating, appreciating what they got. The Bible says if you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. But if you can't be faithful with $20, stop praying for 20000 All right, let me finish this, guys. Y'all messing with me. Yeah, I pray my strength in the Lord. And he said, do not lay hold, verse 13, it says, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. Look at verse 14. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. It is Yahweh Yairi. And as it is said to this day in Mount Moriah, the Lord, it shall be provided. See, this speaks of the beautiful foreshadow of Jesus Christ because he is the precious lamb of God. And if you read it, John the Baptist said, behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin, no S, sin of the world. That lamb is Jesus. Jesus is the lamb. Jesus Christ and the lamb of God are synonymous. They are the same thing. The Old Testament was just a precursor of the new. He was trying to teach them that something better was coming. He said, I got a better covenant. Come on, somebody. He said, I got a better covenant coming, but you got to understand the covenant that was coming. But instead of understanding the new covenant, they stayed in the old. Like some people in church. You stuck in the old and you can't move out into the new. See, you can't move into kingdom mentality if you stuck in the church mentality. You, you, know, you don't understand that. Because it's not about church, it's about kingdom. What is God doing in you for the kingdom? Hello, somebody. So I, can, I, know I have so much more, but i got to stop right there for the sake of time. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.